You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now, from BetQL, it's time for the Daily Tip with Michael Jenkins. Daily And Chelsea Messenger. Don't kill the messenger, or the messenger will kill you. Hey, Dad, don't forget about me, the dunkster. Presented by BetMGM. Rise and shine, betters. T-minus only a few days to the Super Bowl. And, of course, we have been doing our homework on the big game for almost two weeks now. If you've done no research on the Super Bowl whatsoever, don't worry. We got you covered. You can look on our homework. We promise. Uh, In the uh, bottom half of the hour, we will do our show parlay and give you every single angle from every single member of our staff in the show parlay. Uh, But first, we will get to the daily slate in the NBA. We do have some good games on the slate tonight if you're interested in building your bankroll before the big game. Then at 720, it's on to the halftime performance. Everything we know about Usher will be compounded into our handicaps of the first song performed, the total songs, and who might be the big surprise guest that comes on. I'm hoping it's Lil John, but there are some other good options here as we see Post mm-hmm. Malone, Ludacris, Justin Bieber. And as somebody who was like in college this time where Usher was really, really popular, I'm not going to lie. It has me feeling nostalgic. Jenks, do yeah. you think the Super Bowl halftime show is geared towards millennials? Or do you think it's geared towards like a certain generation? Because I'm not going to lie. It feels like people my age love this yes it's definitely geared towards an older generation usher is not i mean he's still usher okay so so full pressure i mean let's be yeah i mean come on it's true though it's true think about it. when you think of all of his hits and he's obviously still relevant i'm not trying to say that at all but when you think about when he was just massive in every single hit these are not hits that came out in the last two three four five years these are hits that happened 10 years ago or longer than that, like a long time ago. So when you think about today's hot artists on the pop charts, Usher is not there or on the R&B charts. He's certainly relevant, but the people who are really going to enjoy this is an older generation. Doesn't have to be super old, but an older generation who was right there when he was just like the hottest thing on the planet. God, excuse me while I die. An older generation. Maybe this is like a sore spot because I have a birthday coming up, but it's crazy to me because I still think of myself as like 25. And then you look at the demographics, you're like, wow, I'm not even in the like lowest one anymore. Like next birthday in a couple of weeks, I'm going to be out of the, what is it? 18 to 35. 
what are the age brackets that they do when they do like the the ratings? I think I'm out of the 35 oh. group now. <laughs> well, I'm just looking at Usher's hits and like his discography right now. And yeah, when you look at discography, which Wikipedia is great for that. And he started dropping number one hits in the late 90s and early 2000s, right? And then mm -hmm. things start to fade off, I don't know, around 2012, something like that. So yeah, that's that's 10 years ago, right? When, I don't want to say downhill, it's just that it, this happens to every artist where at some point, tastes change and your audience grows older with you. And then there's a younger audience that comes in and they have new stars. This has been happening since the beginning of time. But if you're someone like him, the great thing about Usher is he's just so mega talented, has so many hits that I think he can he can cross generations. So I think there will be, there will be people here who are watching the Super Bowl who maybe aren't familiar necessarily with a bunch of his work, but who will be very entertained and impressed with the show that he puts on. Well, also, I don't think he's been recording new music, has he? Because that's right. the thing. When artists are really successful, they don't have to tour. They don't have to record new music. So it might be some of that as well. We're going to get into yeah. all things Usher and, you know, all of the details next segment. But first, Shanks, we do got to talk about the NBA because it is going on and we do have some big things going on uh, with the trade deadline. Uh, looming. But first, how about a fun story before we go into the actual handicaps? Uh, the NBA is going to be using an all-new LED floor for our All-Star Weekend. Man, every time I think the NBA is going to stop like innovating and stop doing new things, they're like, nah, we're going to do an LED floor. Because <laughs> for me, older generation here, I feel like the uniforms are too much. And they're always like, we've yeah. got 17 alternate uniforms. I'm like, how do I even tell which team is which? You're watching the game from across the, the living room. You're like, okay, why are the Timberwolves that color? Like, that's not their colors. So, like, this is just another thing that they're trying to do to be, like, no, young and new and hip, I guess. But do you think this will mess with the players' uh, depth perception at all? I think that was my first question. I that was the first question I had too, which is I this will be cool. And I guess it's been used overseas a little bit. So they've tested it before to the point where mm -hmm. they know, okay, this works, it's safe. But I thought, when are they going to activate it? Right. Like that's the thing to me. Like if someone hits a three-point shot and then boom, neon lights right in my eyes, it's like, whoa, ho, ho. This is this is gonna throw me off. So what is it, photosensitivity, where I'm trying to focus on knocking down these shots and I've got these lights flashing in my face? I think it could be cool, but I think what they need to do is make sure that this doesn't happen like after a shot is made. They need to let the contest be the contests. And then once those are done, you light up the floor, everyone cheers, or when someone finishes some sort of drill, skills competition, whatever, then you use it. But if they use it just after someone does something impressive or knocks down a shot then it's going to be super distracting and then it could be a disaster i guess so i hope nobody has like you know photosensitivity in this group or <laughs> right. anything with their eyes they're like oh my god am i high maybe they should all like get high before the game maybe they should all drop oh. acid be like this is going to be the best game ever yeah oh then it's like steph steph we need you to shoot nah man i'm just gonna sit here and just enjoy this this is great 
Sabrina has got 33 points. I know, but it doesn't really matter. I don't have anything to prove. Ooh, what is that green? <laughs> you need to get mesmer. I'll tell you one thing. If you smoked or you dropped acid before sitting on that court or looking at that court, you'd stare for hours. Well, we've complained about how high the totals are in these all-star games and how there is no defense. Maybe this is the X factor. Maybe this is the yeah. only semblance of defense we will see. Is the court distracting players from, you know, shooting correctly? But we'll see. I'll tune into All-Star Weekend. It's usually a fun one with the dunk contest and everything. And it's coming up uh, usually always around Valentine's Day. All right, let's get into tonight's games. Let's start in Indiana. Pacers and Warriors squaring off. Indiana laying six and a half, total of 251 and a half. The Warriors coming off a back-to-back. And as I was perusing ESPN this morning, I saw the headline that said this. Steve Kerr says... Dub's current group can be, quote, special. I said, come on, man. Like, mm, <laughs> special? Because you beat the Sixers? All right. The Sixers without Joel Embiid, and you're like, oh, let's change our course. This group can be special. Compared to what? Like, maybe compared to the <laughs> Memphis Grizzlies, but not the special that we have been used to seeing coming out of the Bay Area. And I get that, you know, coach has to say whatever he needs to to motivate his group, but do you believe the Warriors are now back on the right track? I wouldn't say that. I pre- I love Steve Kerr, and I, I love how honest he is, which I know it's ir- irony for me to say honest when maybe there's a little hyperbole here. But also, that's what a coach has to do. I do not gr- agree that the Warriors are somehow going to be the Warriors. I'm not going to say the the window has completely closed, but this is a different Warriors team. You know what I mean? Like Clay's on the bench. He's having his worst season ever. And Steve Kerr has been playing with the lineup a little bit. I, I, think, I think ultimately Golden State can get better. I think they can improve. Mm-hmm. I think that we can see a more efficient club than we saw early in the season because that's what's happening right now. Steve Kerr is saying, all right, we're going to shift things, we're going to switch things up, and we're going to play with different rotations, and we're going to try things differently than we have because we're an older squad. And also some of these older players, even though they're Hall of Famers, aren't playing at a level that they used to play at. So I think he's seeing that there is a path for us to be better than we have been, but I don't necessarily think that means that the ceiling is we're competing for an NBA title. And he does have a point. Like, they still have some accomplished players. Obviously, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green have won titles. But we see this all the time in sports. Dynasties don't last forever. And it just feels like the clock has kind of struck midnight on the Golden State Warriors. And here's also while we're kind of rolling our eyes. Because Golden State just overall has not been you know, that great of a team this year. They're 23 and 25. They're not even sitting at 500 this year. So let's get into this particular game just for a quick second. I will say Golden State has been covering numbers. Four and one against the spread in the last five games. Indiana has some big question marks tonight. Tyrese Halliburton uh, questionable with possible rest in this game. But again, Golden State coming off a back-to-back. So Jenks, is there a play here you like? Oh, gosh. I don't know. Maybe the over is the right way to go here. I know. I know. It's so high. That's the thing. I was hoping I I can never set numbers. I'm terrible at this. I was like, yeah, maybe we get like a 244. 
And then I woke up this morning. I was like 251 and a hook. But I will say, if you're looking at trends and you don't want to look at trends blindly, I know, but these are two of the top three over teams in the league. The Pacers are the best team in the league when playing to the over. But on a back-to-back night, oh, man. And that this total is ridiculous. 251 and a hook. I like the over, but I can't I can't bet a total this high. I mean, I can, but I'm not going to do it. Yeah, it seems too high for my taste, especially on a back-to-back. Like, maybe that's when mm-hmm. you start to look at the under. But again, these are two teams that can play at a quick pace, can score a lot, and sometimes defense mm, is a little, you know, optional. So I think it's going to be a stay away from me. Uh, just from um, a props angle, there are some good matchups here. Uh, we know the Pacers have been really generous to opposing shooting guards, giving up the most points of any team in the league to opposing shooting guards. So maybe it could be a big props night for some of the guys on the Warriors, but I don't like playing props for guys who are on the second leg of a back-to-back. Yeah. thought Jonathan Kaminga would be the call last night. I think he went under by like two points. Maybe he has a game tonight where he returns to his hot streak that he has been on. Kind of under the radar. I know he's not one of the big names to say on the Warriors, but has been a nice little stretch here for Jonathan Kaminga. Let's go to New York. Knicks and Mavericks squaring off. Dallas laying four and a half. Total 230 and a half. Jenks, I feel like the Knicks have been one of your squads. Do you like them getting points at home tonight? I do like the Knicks getting points. Now, this is tough because the Mavs have been awesome on the road this season. Like, very, very good. But the Knicks have been very, very good to me. They've been balling. I mean, I think this is a legitimate dark horse in the Eastern Conference, especially when they get Julius Randle back in the lineup. And obviously, that's built into the number here that he's not playing. But I think as far as matchups go, if you're the Knicks, what you do is you put OG Ananobi and you you match him up against Luka to try and slow Luka down. And I think that will be enough to cover the number. At least that's my hope. The Knicks have been great at covering the number. They've been good every time that I bet on them. And we need to make sure Ananobi plays. You just put this in the chat, which is true. He is questionable. If he plays, I like the Knicks. If he doesn't, it's a stay away from me. This seemed like a line that was too good to be true, like when you see it. And so immediately you look at the injury report, and I think that's why the number is where it is. Not only are they missing Julius Randle, Josh Hart is probable, and he's had a nice little stretch, at least when it comes to rebounding. Maybe you look there just because the Mavs are not a great rebounding team down low. OG Ananobi is out for this one. Jalen Brunson, questionable for this one. Mitchell Robinson continues to be out. And then you look at the Dallas side, Luka Doncic, probable with a nose injury, Kyrie Irving, probable. So how many question marks does it take for you to not bet on a game? I think that's what it's going to be for me. Too many question marks. And that's probably going to be a trend that we see going into the all-star break. There are going to be some guys, especially for these big name teams that are going to maybe take some breathers. So maybe this is the time to play those teams that aren't the big names, but the middle market teams that are still fighting for some good records. And speaking of, T-Wolves squaring off with the Bucks tonight. Milwaukee, uh, short favorites at home, minus one and a half. Total of 228 and a half. We are running short on time. But Jenks, Mm -hmm. is there something that better should know before betting on this game? Well, I would just say, do you really want to bet on the Bucks right now? I mean, I wouldn't. 
you don't know who's going to play. Chris Middleton banged up his ankle the other night. Damian Lillard was out the other night. Brooke Lopez has missed the past couple of games. Doc Rivers has one win since taking over, so I don't understand this line. I, I, I cannot back Milwaukee until I see more from these guys. I'm on the T-Wolves. Ugh. At some point, the Bucks are going to start winning games, but you're right. They They're really banged up. Chris Middleton's out. Whew, it is a gauntlet trying to handicap the NBA these days, but you know what? We're doing our best. All right, coming up after the break, time to talk Super Bowl halftime props. That's next on the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to the Daily Tip, presented by Bet MGM, with Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the Bet QL Network. All right, it's time to get rocking on a Thursday here on the Daily Tip. Of course, we have the Super Bowl this weekend, and if you're not super interested in you know what's going on on the field, which if you're listening to the show, I would assume that you probably are. But how about some water cooler talk for maybe some of your friends who aren't into football? We're going to get into some of the halftime props when uh, Usher is performing. Is he going to have a special guest? Is he going to open with your favorite song or is he going to close with your favorite song? We will get into all of that in just a minute. Jenks, I thought I had a really uh-huh. good read last year on Rihanna and her opening her halftime show with a certain song and then she did now i can't even remember the name of the song but it was like something really raunchy and i was like whoa didn't think she would go (laughs) you know that pg-13 but she did like i guess that's kind of been rihanna's mo but i guess usher has some songs that could be viewed that way but most of them have been like pretty tame do you think we'll see a halftime show that has anything to that effect? Because Rihanna's was, like, if you're watching with your parents, that one was a little tough. Right. (laughs) I would say, I think they'll probably keep it, well, maybe not PG, maybe PG-13. Do you know what I mean? Like, it'll be kind of right there. But I don't think they'll push the limits. I think the whole Janet Jackson thing changed that for sure back in the day. I thought so too, but Rihanna was... Rihanna was Rihanna. I mean, she was. She and also, it. that's and also it's a different time now, right? So, what is allowable now compared to what we saw back then is, I think, has stretched a little bit. Just when you think about things we see on social media, what is allowed on TV? So, where there's more leeway when it comes to those Super Bowl shows than there used to be, just sort of based on how. I think society has evolved to what we're used to seeing anyway. Because remember, when the whole Janet, Justin, Timberlake thing took place, and that was forever ago, like what you saw on cable television or what words you could use, it was just a different time. So I'm not saying that would be allowable today, but I'm saying an artist can push things a little bit more now like Rihanna did as opposed to maybe 10, 15 years ago when it would have caused more of a stir. They should have Janet Jackson back you know, yeah. for retribution. I feel like it wasn't her fault. 
But, you know, that's a whole other story. But maybe we'll see her again. Probably not. I think the no is minus 5,000 that she's ever going to set foot on the Super Bowl halftime stage again. Uh, But, yeah, that was definitely one for the ages. Uh, Janet and Justin putting on an absolute show in the most mm, R-rated of ways. All right, so let's get into some of these props. And I don't think I'll probably be betting on most of these. I don't feel super strong in my knowledge of Usher. Like I know his songs, but I just can't find a super sharp handicap, which, you know, let's take it with a grain of salt. These are halftime props. Nobody is, you know, really going into the weeds too much with these. But let's start off with the opening performance. What will be the first song performed by Usher on the halftime show? So we've got the favorite Mm -hmm. as My Way, which is Even Money. OMG plus 145. Yeah, plus 350, which... I personally think is going to be the last song because that's the biggest banger of them all. Yeah. Uh, DJ got us falling in love, love in this club, burn, good, good, which I don't even know which one that is. Jenks, do you have a call here? I don't think it's going to be yeah at all. Like, you got to save that bad boy. And it started off yeah. as, I think, the favorite. And I was like, you're going to start with that? No, that's the one that you either end with or midway through, you come out, little John starts doing this thing. So, Hmm. I think, oh my God, I think that's where I'd go. Or, uh, let me think. Loving this club, nah. I'm not going to do my boo or boyfriend. I think it's going to be, oh my God, that's what I'm going with, plus 145. I mean, it. that's where the money's coming in, right? Since it opened at eight to one. Yeah, yeah that's the one. The money, the money. Yes, this is the sharp yeah. play across the board. Um, I was just thinking about this because I thought he would end with yeah because it's a banger. But what if mm-hmm. he ended with like the the slower song? Because the DJ or excuse me, love in this club, mm-hmm. doesn't that feel kind of like a last song? You know, when they're closing it out with yeah. something like sentimental, that seems like a good last oh, song too. True. Now I'm in a mental oh, pretzel. I don't know. I don't know. I'm looking at now, and I was like, oh, they got to have Alicia Keys show up. And, of course, she's massive favorite to show up. You know little John's going to be there. Minus 300. Ooh. My my boo will definitely be played. Don't you want to see Alicia Keys show up? Don't you want to see little John show up? That's the one thing I will say about Usher is that there's a lot of different people he's worked with that could end up being a part of this show. And you have to believe there's going to be someone that we don't expect outside of the favorites it kind of surprises i don't know who's that gonna be maybe it could be janet that would be incredible i don't know if it would be allowed or what the stipulation would be there but i'm excited yeah i do think that we're gonna have a guest star because last uh year we did not do you think there's a chance we get more than one of these i would like to see the house rules and you know some of these bets if you can place more than one of them because like you said he has collaborated with so many other artists that I would not be shocked if we saw Lil Jon and Justin Bieber and Alicia Keys, even though if Alicia Keys was on the show, wouldn't she like steal the show by playing the piano? Do you remember that moment at, I think it was the Grammys, where she played two pianos, one with each hand, and Usher would be like, come on, this is my show. (laughs) Because she is just so talented that I feel like she would do something like that. And Usher would be like, nah, she's not going to be in my show. I, you know what though, I, I will say, I, I think that if you're us, it's still your show, right? So you let Alicia Keys come on, you let her do her thing, 
You just, you know, she doesn't take over the show. But I know what you're saying. You don't want to be upstaged on your own, your own show when you're the superstar. But I feel like that Usher is Usher. Like, even if Alicia Keys came out and just crushed it, which would not surprise me at all because she's mega talented, that he gives her her moment and then he goes back to being Usher. And then it, and then here's the thing. What you want is more than anything. You want to walk away from your show saying, I put on a hell of a show, whether it was Alicia Keys doing her thing, whether it was little John showing up, whether it was me singing this song or that song. I want people to walk away saying Usher's show was awesome. So I think if you look at it from that perspective, he'll be just fine with someone coming out, showing out, doing their thing, and then continuing. Well, and he also already has to compete with Taylor Swift attention. So maybe that goes into it as well. But that's the moment in the performance after Alicia Keys comes on, he's like, all right, it's time to take off the shirt. Time to get the ladies going. Time to shift the focus. I wish you could bet on that. Maybe the yes is just like too heavily juiced where they're like, yeah, his shirt's going to come off. Yeah. Or he's going to wear like a wife beater or something that, you know, shows his abs or something. Uh, but any of these other bets, it says total songs performed at the halftime show. The line is set at eight and a half. I don't have a read here. And honestly, I don't really want to do the math. How long is the halftime mm. show? Was it like 30 minutes? It's fairly long. I think, oh man, it's right there. I I don't know. I think, it. and Matt makes a very good point in the chat, which is, are they going to sing the entire song for all no. this? No way. No, it'll just be snippets, right? They'll, they'll sing mm. a few bars, you know, a minute, minute and a half of one song. Boom, they go to another. Then they transition to another. They don't have the time for that. So, you know what? I'm going to go over. I'm going to go over. Minus 110. Over eight and a hook. They're not going to be full songs. So, Usher has a massive catalog. I think on his way out, boom, he hits nine. Also, a lot of his songs feel like they could be mashed up quite quickly together. Like, a lot of them have, like, the same upbeat tempo that, you know, you could have a little, yeah, a little OMG, a little Love in this Club. All those kind of go together. So I would not be shocked. Listen to that super sharp handicapping on the Super Bowl halftime show. That's why you guys, folks, uh, you tune in to the Daily Tip for analysis like that. Uh, There are some other props that are peppered in here because we do have over a 1,000 props, I believe, you can bet on for the Super Bowl. Absolutely wild. So how about some of these other ones that are more football-oriented? What will be the first score? Will the game go to overtime or will either team score in the first five and a half minutes? That mm. one kind of strikes my fancy a little bit. You think yeah. we'll see an early touchdown? I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be. I mean, why not? I'd take a shot on that. I mean, I'd take a shot on yes at plus 145. Some team comes out, they've got some scripted plays, they get down the field, and all you got to do is get a field goal on the board. You've got a couple of good kickers, particularly with Harrison Butker. So at plus money, first five and a half minutes, sometimes you see that teams come out and they get hot and they kind of, once the defense adjusts a little bit, then they settle down and you get a long field goal to start the game. It's three nothing. Yeah, I take that at plus money, plus 145. Sure. Do you think we see a lot of trick plays in the Super Bowl? Like anytime Andy mm. Reid's involved, I tend to think we'll see at least one especially with both of these coaches like Kyle Shanahan offensively is pretty good at scheming up things. And I know that there is a way you can bet on this where I think 
I mean, there's thousands of props. I remember last year it was, will any other or amount of players to complete a pass? And it's like two and a half. So like obviously both quarterbacks. And then if you have one other, do you think we see somebody else throw a pass? Do you think we see a flea flicker or anything like that? I think it's possible. Definitely. Well, I was going to say definitely with the Chiefs, but Kyle Shanahan is no joke either. I know Andy mm-hmm. Reid. We probably give him the advantage as far as a play caller. I understand that for sure. But also, Kyle Shanahan knows offense as well. That's how he's made his mm-hmm. mark in the NFL besides being a head coach. So I feel like in a game like this, when you have two weeks to get ready, one side or the other, and they got the key is it's not just the play. It's picking the right spot for it. The worst thing that you can do is, hey, we have this play. Let's just run it. And it doesn't make mm-hmm. any sense in the game flow. So you need to find a time. Let's say it's an end around. And then, I don't know, Debo Samuel throws down the field if you're the Niners. Well, maybe you do that when you're building off an end around earlier in the game. So they're looking for it again. And then, oh, my God, this one's a pass. Or something that makes sense based on the situation. You just don't want to throw it in haphazardly because those are the plays. When we talk about a play or two, making a difference as great as those plays are sometimes if they don't work they are disasters you can lose 20 yards there can be a fumble and an exchange and the last thing you want to do is say i wish i hadn't run that double reverse throw downfield that cost us the game so you have to be very judicious in how you use plays like that but i can see it happening for sure yeah, or in recent memory, DeMar Hamlin fake punt play for the Bills. Yeah. What are we doing? Come on. That was a bad one. Uh, but it does Terrible. feel like it does set up well if you have good offensive head coaches because you have more time to prepare and more time to practice these plays because, yeah. you know, you have this extra two weeks where I would imagine at the end of the season, you know the playbook pretty much inside and out as far as your regular routine plays. And you probably want to give them a different look because from a strategy perspective, you know they're sitting across the way watching all your game film. So I feel like it would make sense to try to introduce some new looks and some new wrinkles at the Super Bowl. And we've seen some great trick plays. Like, obviously, the Eagles-Philly special, that one strikes a chord. I don't know of any other ones off the top of my head, maybe just because my Super Bowl knowledge is not that deep. But it does make a lot of sense to me the more I think about it. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I uh, I think you're right. I, I'm looking at these props and I'm trying to decide if there's any other bet that I like. But I wonder if there's, can you bet on, and I don't know if you know this market at all, can you bet on someone besides a quarterback throwing a touchdown pass? It's got to be on the board somewhere, right? Well, it's probably similar to the one where, I know you can bet on the amount of players to throw a pass. I don't okay. know if it's a touchdown pass. Yeah. Uh, so maybe you can't bet on that, but that's the one that I was referring to is that's the amount right. of players to throw a pass. And it could be in the middle of the field. It could be wherever. But I do think we see a little trickery between one of these mm-hmm. two guys and a play that I feel like we haven't talked about a ton on this show. We have like a minute to, to spare. So I'm going to run it past you. Are okay. we sold on the Chiefs in their second half under trend? They have been super hot. I think they're like mm-hmm. 16 and two, second half under. And the more I look at it, the more I think that the Super Bowl is the perfect spot because if either team has a lead, don't you think we see a more conservative half of football? 
And both of these defenses have been really good in the second half. Look at the Niners. I know their offense has been great in the second half, but their defense has really put the clamps down, and that's what has allowed them to come from behind in some of these games. And you see the the adjustments at halftime that Steve Spagnuolo makes, and those have been good too. Second half under. Are we on it? I think so. Let's keep following that trend. Remember, the Chiefs didn't score last week in the second half against the Ravens. Mm -hmm. And it was because their defense was so good, but also the Chiefs had a hard time moving the football. So both things happened in that game. But I think based on the defenses here, that's a trend I would absolutely look at, Sean. Ooh, the card is just getting bigger (laughs) and bigger. And it's going to be bigger still because I've got to add the show parlay to the card as well. After the break, we will give you all of our best looks and combine them up into one Super Bowl show parlay that's coming your way next on The Daily Tip. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Let's get back to the Daily Tip with Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Welcome back on a Thursday. And believe me, if you haven't put in your Super Bowl bets, we have got you covered. In a few minutes here on the show, we will give you our show parlay. That is five picks all on the Super Bowl. Maybe they correlate, maybe they don't, but they're coming from each member of our staff. And overall, our odds are 52 to 1. So if we do win, we are going to win big. Jake, do you think you're going to be playing a lot of like lotto type parlays on the Super Bowl? I am so comically conservative that I feel like even my parlays are like plus 350. I'm like, oh, this is really risky. You know, it's plus 270. Right. And my husband is looking over and he's like, Chelsea, that's not risky at all. But I can't physically make a bet without doing some type of research. Have you ever found yourself doing this to where you just want to make a bet for fun on the weekend or something? But you're like, okay, well, let me look at the trends real quick. Well, is this person out? Let's look at the injury report. And before you know it, you're doing a full on handicap for a game that's, you know, not even for work. No, I, you know, I honestly, I'm, I'm like you when it comes to these parlays where I would rather sort of temper the plus money. Like I want plus money, obviously with a parlay, but I would rather temper it and say, all right, I can get four to one here, but I, I feel much more confident in this than to throw in a couple more picks and say, well, these might hit and get, you know, 12 16 to 1 because ultimately i want to win now if i feel super super confident sure go for it but there's a reason why parlays generally don't hit all it takes is one leg obviously so i'm i'm kind of like you where if i really like the parlay and it's still plus money i'd rather make that bet i think it's a smarter bet again unless you have a real angle on something that you super support as opposed to just oh i'll throw this in and get better value Because here's the other thing. Usually when you do a same game parlay, you want them all to correlate. And there are only so many legs in a parlay that can really correlate. You get what I'm saying? Like if you were playing, you know, the Chiefs to win, the Chiefs offense, the the Chiefs over their receiving props, you do that. Mm -hmm. 
And then like, if you did one on the opposite side, you would do, you know, the Niners and maybe like the under on the team total points for the chiefs or whatever. It just feels like you really have to thread the needle. You need so many things to go your direction. And believe me, as somebody who's been losing all my bets by the hook, it's hard to get even one leg right sometimes. So <laughs> this is why I'm conservative. Yeah. And this is why it's tough for me to like, just lay it all out there. I'm like, yeah, a hundred to one. Let's go. Feels like I'm lighting my money on fire. So we'll see if some other members of the crew are a little bit more wild and free than me. And let's get into our show parlay. Let's do it. All right, Matt, you start us off here. And <laughs> I almost said something about, oh, your team was in the Super Bowl last year. And I was like, that's not a good memory. The Eagles lost last year. And now they're very much not in the Super Bowl. Uh, Matt, what's your play to maybe have a better Super Bowl experience this year? Well, for me, having a better experience this year is the 49ers losing. That would be ideal for me. But I do think that George Kittle is going to have a big game. He said last time the Chiefs and Niners played in the Super Bowl that he will be back. So I think he is going to be back in with a vengeance. His line, I got it at 46. It's at 49 and a half now. I will take it anything really under 75. Yeah, like that. Um, I think that George Kittle is one of those guys that's very much feast or famine. Like he's going to be a massive part of this game or he's not going to be a part of this game at, at all. So I'm hoping for the former, if I'm saying that correctly, because overall George Kittle is just a fun person and a great personality uh, on the TV screen. The other tight end that doesn't get talked about quite as much in this game. David, we're going up next to you. Who do you like? Me likey Brock Purdy rushing, yeah. Um, I, I just think that this is a uh, this is a good spot for Brock Purdy. That front four for Kansas City is pretty dominant with Chris Jones. I think he's going to get some miscellaneous scramble yards. I don't think he's going to get it in a big chunk because their linebackers are are quite good as well. But I, I think because of the scrambling, he might get it at five yards a clip or maybe even three yards a clip, but he's going to scramble enough to get that 12 and a half, ooh, 12 and a half yards. Ooh. So I think he'll go over that. And when we do our discussion later, I think I have a challenge to throw out. So just a little tease for you. Oh. Oh, I wonder what pick it's going to be. Oh, I forget you have the rundown in front of you. Because I was like, well, the only person who said his pick is Matt. So, process of elimination. Yeah. Uh, but I guess you have, you know, the uh, the picks in front of you in writing. So, we'll see. We'll have to see which one he disagrees with. But I think we're going to be, the whole squad's going to be on Brock Purdy over his rushing prop. That seems like a great play. We have talked about it all week. So, David, with you there. All right, Bill. Uh, we got some big plus money on the card. A first yeah, you, touchdown bet. So this one's going to be decided probably like the first or second quarter. Who do you like? Yeah, I know you guys hate it when I go with the big plus money on the props. I was going to go actually with Justin Thomas to finish top 10 at the Waste Management, but I thought everybody would yell Ooh. at me. Exactly. About a golf, Super a golf in the parlay. I know. So I went and said, okay, let's go big. Christian McCaffrey, I waffled between him scoring two or more touchdowns or just scoring the first touchdown of the game. I went first touchdown of the game. It's plus 350. It's actually the lowest odds on the board of anybody scoring the first touchdown. So let's do that. I think, you know what? Even if Kansas City gets the ball first, 
think they end up at best getting the field goal out of it. I think San Francisco is going to go down and score. I think a lot of the scoring is going to be done in the first half. Give me McCaffrey to get a touchdown before anybody else, plus 350. Why not? I do agree that I think the first half is going to be high, higher scoring. But if you want a more conservative approach, Brock Purdy, or excuse me, Christian McCaffrey to score a touchdown in the first half, isn't that only like plus 150? You get a little bit more wiggle room. Didn't Kate like that play? Yeah, probably. I, did, I didn't look at the uh, for that to see what the odds were. But yeah, I mean, you could probably get a better one or just an anytime touchdown for him is minus 225. It would kill our odds, Ugh. but probably a better chance to hit. Yeah, so we'll give you, you know, the separate paths that you can go. You can go for the big plus money or you can choose the more conservative route when it comes That's to right. Christian McCaffrey. But we do hope that he enters the red zone for the 49ers. Speaking of Christian McCaffrey, Jenks, looks like you got to play on uh, the running back as well. Oh, I got to focus. I was typing in a hockey pick while you guys were talking there. I'm multitasking, Great. Chelsea. Thanks Yay. for joining the class. I'm here. I was listening. You and Bill were talking. Double D said something. Maddie said something. You were leading Great recap. out. <laughs> the most generic recap ever. I'm going over Christian McCaffrey, 34 and a half receiving yards. It's gone up from 33 and a hook to 34 and a hook. When you think about game flow, I think two things. We were talking about what sort of wrinkles that each head coach will have in the store. And what do you want to do? What's the most basic thing you want to do if you're trying to win a game? Get the ball in the hands of your best player. So I think we see design plays like in the flat, get it to Christian McCaffrey, let him go. But also when you think about that chief secondary, and this is what just perplexed me when I watched the Ravens play is they didn't throw any underneath passes. They didn't throw in the flat. It was just Lamar being blitzed and looking deep. And I thought, where's a slant? Where's a screen? Like anything, instead of just going downfield. I do not think what will happen is that Brock Purdy will constantly go downfield. I think he'll pick his spots, and then he will check down to Christian McCaffrey for some of those shorter routes that the Ravens avoided, and I think San Francisco takes advantage of that. So I'm going to go over 34 and a hook for Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, I like it. I think Christian McCaffrey is going to be a big part of this game. And if you do like the Niners to win, I think Christian McCaffrey MVP plus 450 is a solid look as well. As for me, let's close up this parlay with an anytime touchdown bet. Let's go Travis Kelsey. Who else than the man of the year? Taylor Swift's boyfriend, who has been electric in the postseason for Kansas City. If you look at his career stats, he has 19 career touchdowns in the postseason absolutely wild when you have a security blanket like this in the red zone why would you not use them it's like brady and gronk travis kelsey patrick mahomes mahomes and Maato. why would you not do an anytime touchdown for travis kelsey especially at minus 115 so david you wanted to challenge somebody's pick go ahead brother no no i'm not i don't want to challenge anybody's pick you know what i want to do as what are a you challenging as a collective show I think we should challenge every other show on this network to put together oh, a no. show parlay and let's see who the best of the best is because I guarantee you ours is hitting. Oh, no. Oh. David, you know we haven't hit one of these all year, right? <laughs> what better time to do it than on the big game, baby? That's what we've been waiting for uh. all year. Feel inspired, feel good about it. I like everything that I see. 
Let's put ourselves out there. Let's challenge every other show. And when I say every other show, I'm talking BetQL Daily. I'm talking You Better You Bet. I'm talking Bet MGM tonight. Put your money where your mouth is, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go. <laughs> put a show parlay together. No. This is not it. This is not the time to talk trash. When we have gone over for the season, I am not going to go show by show and say, yeah, we're going to beat up on all of you. We haven't won one all season, David. So I will save the trash talking for when we're actually winning. Like maybe it happens, have a but I'm not going to run my mouth. Chelsea, have a little faith in your show and everybody on this show to hit it this week and challenge every other show. That's what I'm saying. Have a little faith because I think we are the best show on this network. That's what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying, but there is a difference between, you know, having faith in a parlay and having faith in a show. Is anybody else going to chime in here? Well, no. The thing is, nobody, nobody else. No. Nobody is looking I mean, at hockey bets. You, you talk about how we haven't hit a parlay. Nobody else does these. So we don't know if any other show would have gone and hit three or four during the year. Nobody else does this. We're the only ones with enough guts to actually put it out there. That is true. Just that one is thing. true. But here's the thing. There is a difference between having confidence and talking trash to other shows. Does anybody Both. else see the difference? Anyways, Both. the touchdown parlay, or the, excuse me, the parlay, Kelsey touchdown, Christian McCaffrey first touchdown, Brock Purdy over his rushing, Kittle over his receiving, McCaffrey over his receiving. Gotta get to break. Hopefully our parlay wins. Send up a prayer for For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.